Now let's discuss the strengthening social emotional learning in student uh, and in the student community in the classroom. Now when it comes to students, I have one really good understanding about dealing with students as an educator is to build a relationship with them. You know, as a new teacher, I've seen that when I had taken some time off just to play around with them, just to learn them, just to understand them, and also to share about myself, my personal life, it gives a bonding and a relationship bridge between students and educator, which is very critical aspect of building social emotional learning and that strengthening of emotions and expression of emotions among student community. In order to strengthen social-emotional learning in students, we need supportive classroom environment. And I'm not going to give a big lecture, but let's start on digging right away into what are the strategies or activities that can help strengthening social-emotional learning in students. I call it a CBS plan, as in community building, B for belonging, and as for student-centered discipline. Now, let me explain each of them. What is community building? what is belonging and emotional safety for students and what is student-centered discipline first of all what is community building these are the strategies which can directly be incorporated into your classroom number one classroom shared agreement can create classroom agreements with your students and you know make some of them their leaders among the one who understands and expresses better can lead better can be uh, one who can help make agreements you can actually post up those agreements in one of the corners call it as a social emotional corner or sel tag um, whatever you might want to call it next you can do is to have physical space for them to do the group chat or maybe physically or digitally meet them create digital group chats for them to share their emotions for their uh you know if there is a teenager or someone who is going through a lot of imbalance or a personal problem, how are they sharing with, with each other? Sometimes they, they take time to share things and find a partner whom they can really trust. So it is very important to create those physical spaces for children to increase social emotional uh, grounds for them to explore. Next, there is also to create that space time uh, between students to volunteer to come and understand and say have a chat or listening expression of grief or expression of joy and sharing deep understanding and feelings which they may not be sometimes sharing with their parents but they can share with their teachers or possibly other uh, juniors or seniors whom they connect like friends so it is very critical to give that volunteering opportunities to all the students and amongst those who really understand the emotional learning better than someone else could, then uh, give them a chance to volunteer. Next would be building self-management and creating a positive culture. Now, after you volunteer, you want to see that those leadership skills and positive culture is transferred, uh, you know, infectious into the other students who are being mentored by this volunteering uh, community or students. So you have to make sure that you create that positive culture, overall positive collaborative um, environment in the classroom that will support social emotional learning. And you can trust me on this. It changes everything. Even academically, you will see a lot of improvement on those 
uh, kids, on those children who are into social emotional learning, expressing learning and understanding themselves better, managing themselves better, it just changes the game. Now we are also talking, continuing about community building in the classroom. The other strategies we were discussing were uh, about group chats and physical spaces and volunteering. We can also have more motivation tickets for them, give them some small rewards, give them some treasure. You know, treasure boxes is not only applicable for elementary, remember that. It works at all level. Anything that is, you know, carrots can work for the students' community also to do better. So I have seen in past there were only small motivation tickets that I used to say whoever performs better gets this motivation ticket. And if you get five tickets, there is a reward attached to it. And they work for it. They love it. It works. There is pair and share, a positive call at home really also change. I have done that in the past as an educator. Uh, and the parent is really amazed how, how connected they feel with the school and the community uh, gets connected to the school when you get that some, some feedback about your student. It's an amazing feeling as a parent to hear from the, stu from the students, teachers. So, so make that call. Make maybe two to three lists and every week or so you can call maybe four kids and then, you know, spread it across three uh, months time. So put it up in the calendar. It works great. Also, having that parent share activity in the classroom helps them, you know, give that trust amongst each other. There is partner clocks. There is ton to partner you know, peer-to-peer -peer work and opportunities to help them do some, some group work or project really gives them a ground to explore and build trust amongst each other and collaborate. And this all makes a supportive classroom. So explore activities, keep an open mind, be creative, and try to build community for them to directly dive into social-emotional learning in the classroom environment. So I just mentioned some activities that you can use for strengthening SEL and creating supportive classroom communities. You can also look up in CASEL website and in your rubrics that is being set up for your school and you can explore many more activities that are there and there are ready templates you can download and use or you can be creative, incorporate those templates and those activities into your classroom and keep records of whatever you are doing. That way you can uh, follow up and do your introspection. So it is critical that you, whatever you do, you do a recording of whatever uh, activities or uh, strategies you're using to use uh, social emotional learning in your classroom because it is all evidence-based and when, when does evidence-based activities are approved is when you keep records that I did XYZ activity and it worked for me or maybe I need to change certain things the way I did it. So introspection will come in later stages. It's really important that you keep records of whatever activities you're doing. So that is all about community building. Let's now dive into belonging and emotional safety. Now, when students not always will share emotions very easily. So it is affirming the identity is very important. Sometimes you may come across people who may have completely different background, culture, may not even speak English or has some other, uh, other languages which is dominant in their accent. Identify them as they are and encourage them to be th themselves and, you know, let them be if, 
if there are so many scenarios where they may, you may not find a straight student, you may find gay or lesbian or you know transgender students. Just just keep your reactions normal and teach kids to be talking normally with each other, irrespective of what identity that person brings into the classroom as a student. So that is very important aspect to be creating that belonging and emotional net or a safety net for the students because they spend so much time in school and with their friends and the other community in the classroom and surrounding uh, classroom students and in library or the digitally if they are remote, still they share that uh, emotions. So sometimes these kind of kids get bullied and are uh, having sexually passed comments and there are many other aspects which are not accepted so you have to make sure you create that environment that identities are affirmed and accepted as they are and so that they can be emotionally and socially secured in the school so what are the activities you can include for making them feel belonging uh, kind of atmosphere safety net emotional belonging classroom community. Number one, we already discussed how we can have them identify or form their uh, identities. You can have activities like they can write their uh, autobiography. They can have exchange circles, carpet areas to share their lives. I was just recently attending one webinar. The teacher has got two students to talk in the webinar how the teacher stimulated the activities and the environment and they said, how they were pushed to become leaders and share their environment. And uh, they thought leaders is wrong and bad because in their country, the leaders were really corrupt. So they thought, don't call me leaders. Leaders are bad. So this way, the example shows sometimes the background and the culture they come from bring a lot of uh, myths that may not be relevant to the U.S. community. So we need to make sure we understand their backgrounds and help them express their background and tell their story. And each one of these students can then write their biography or create a social emotional journal and write their biography so that they can express. You know, writing is a super powerful way to express. So have them write uh, their biographies about their life, their background, their culture, what motivates them, what they like and dislike in their background or culture and what they might want to change. This is very simple activity, but it, it really brings a lot of emotions into the pen and it makes a person a different, uh, you know, improved person altogether when they start writing and journaling about their experiences in the background. So this is very uh, impactful, powerful. Also establishing some slots of SEL routine in your daily classroom schedule. Like, for example, that same journal, you can continue, have them put the date and journal maybe four to five minutes. You can time it and then you start your regular classroom. So every day in a routine, you can have some of the other SEL, safety belonging, or expressing their background and understanding what changed, what did not change, and how they are improving can actually help them express. You know, they may not express person one-on-one, -on -one, but it is a good way to write them down. And then at some point, you can have them discuss their journals with each other, you know, with the group they are comfortable with, with the members they really trust. Now, social emotional learning has very deep, deep roots to touch to. It includes injustice, talks about male and female, talking about being black, white, brown, 
people of color and how you know sometimes adults talk things that they understand in a wrong way then there is about you know the sexing or sexting related to gender related to being gay straight or lgbt community there are so many other uh, injustice biases that will be surfaced and the teacher also needs to be having that understanding and tolerance of all these kind of topics that will be raised and will be surfaced when there is expression about belonging and emotional safety and strengthening that in the students. So this is a very sensitive topic when it comes to the belonging and having identifying and affirming their identities, expressing the background, identifying the biases, injustices done. It will all sometimes gets very odd, but it, it, is, it is the way it is. We have to face this and we have to ask them to express themselves so that we can learn and understand and tolerate each other better and live better lives in our schools and create better supportive communities. And that's one of the best ways to strengthen the social emotional learning in student and build a global confident citizen that we are trying to build in the students and in our school. So we just spoke about the CBS model as a C is in community building, B as in belonging and emotional safety. Now let's discuss the last one, which is student-centered discipline. Now, what does that mean is whenever there are approaches that are adopted to discipline the students in the classroom, it should be around the students' approach, keeping student as a center and then determining what discipline approach will work for uh, the, the classroom. How can we do this? Directly, let's do the strategy. Now, when we engage students, we have to use them in making decisions. Sometimes they do things wrong and we have to help them understand how they are impacting others, how they can create empathy and repair the harm they are doing. There are discrimination sometimes among students and then even the educators and administrators inclined to punish, punish the uh, student of color uh, more harsh punishment than, than the other student whom they favor. So there is this harm that we are doing when we are not having that consistency uh, when it comes to disciplining the student. Uh, we have to make sure as, as an uh, educator that we have that habit formation of having student as a center and understanding their behavior, their approaches, towards how they deal with everything that's going on about their emotions and about their culture in the classroom and how how they can first prioritize uh, the learning environment to be more student-friendly, how to keep it more engaged according to the background of the students uh, we have. Example, I will coach you. I had one, uh, one of the webinars where uh, there is one a teacher from South Carolina or with their majority 90 percent are white students and when there are other students uh, i don't re remember the name that a beautiful uh, teacher educator had mentioned she belonged to the community where there was 90 percent black so there's this contrasting two different communities of students and they were sharing how they are so different about discussing issues and talking about color and it just brings about the disparities we have in our in our culture. So it is important that we learn and make our strategies, our 
classroom discipline approach based on the student community and the background we have. So I'm sure by, by the time you re reach this student discipline, student centered discipline issue, you have already studied your student because they are whom you're disciplining. You have to know their background. You have to prioritize their color. You have to prioritize their understanding each other, empathize and bring that harmonious relationship. Only then all these approaches of student emotions, uh, community building will work if we keep the approaches we use in the classroom uh, as for the dis discipline issues to be student-centered and not in the process of harming one and encouraging the other, but keeping it uniform, student-centered disciplinary approaches in place.